Well, I may not always be right, but I always have an opinion. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate that. I am I am of a similar ilk. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's why that's why we get along so well. Welcome to our inaugural podcast episode. We are so excited to launch this resource for convenience store retailers. 2020 brought a lot of new challenges to our industry. Every convenience store is different, with different competitors, different customer bases, different landscapes, and different needs. But no matter what the threat and no matter what the need, a successful loyalty program has the solution to defend and, most importantly, grow your business. So today, we are going to start our discussion about loyalty with the basics. What is a loyalty program? How do they work? Why do you need one? And most importantly, how do you find the one that works best for you? Today, I am fortunate to be joined by Dan Durbin. Dan is a 46-year veteran in the C-Store industry. He has held a variety of positions during his tenure and was president of Hotspot Convenience Stores for 25 years and is currently Director of Logistics for RL Jordan. He is a pioneer in C-Store loyalty, having implemented an outstanding loyalty service in 2007 that served as a benchmark for future successful services, and he will be sharing his expertise with us today. Hi, Dan. How are you today? I'm doing very well, Allie. It's nice to be with you. It is so nice to have you. So, Dan, as former president of Hotspot Convenience Stores, what led you to thinking about a loyalty program for your stores? Well, in 2006, we received some credible information that a large regional convenience store chain was going to move into our market in a very big way. In fact, they bought 180 properties throughout the the Carolinas. So we, we began to understand before this event actually culminated that we were in for some serious competition and we knew that we had to react. Then we decided as a company that we needed to have a loyalty program and uh, I felt like it was my obligation to get us in a position where we had the kind of loyalty program that would help us to withstand uh, the attack that we knew was was on coming. Wow, yeah. So, um, you know, oftentimes, I think for a lot of retailers, it can be daunting to know where to even begin that research into finding the right loyalty program for your business. Um, where did you really begin that process? We had been a part of study groups for quite some time. And so we would go to study groups and share our problems, our opportunities, and and listen to our contemporaries in other areas of the country, what they were doing and how they were uh, managing their business. And so I just determined that I would go to study group and and uh, ask them if we could have a special section on loyalty programs, trying to figure out who had done this, how they had done it, and what kind of success that they had had implementing these programs in their stores. There seemed to be two different types of things that had occurred. One, uh, the people who had implemented the program said that they found that it was very difficult to maintain the program. They, they had started programs, but they didn't have the processes necessary to really continue 
easily the, the things that they had done and that it was uh, cumbersome and time-consuming and labor-intensive. And the second thing that I found is that there were several programs that were so costly. Uh, I can remember one that just was kind of shocking at how much they were giving their customers. And while admirable, uh, they were looking at their bottom line and it just wasn't working. I had a friend who was on the board of directors with me at South Carolina Petroleum Marketers Association. And he called me one day and he said, Dan, I, I've got a real problem. He said, I have a loyalty program. And he said, I have been giving gasoline discounts to my customers. And I've also been giving discounts in the store that were also tied to gasoline. So it was kind of a double dip situation that he had going on. And uh, the amount of money that he was giving away on gas was just absolutely uh, incredible. Um, and so when he looked at his bottom line, he had lost money. And this was, he, he had gone up in sales uh, of gasoline. He had gone up inside the store. But in spite of the fact that he had gone up in these categories, he was losing money. He didn't go up enough to offset the losses for what he was giving away. And so what had really happened is that he hadn't really counted or the company that he was doing business with hadn't really had uh, customers that they could show him in advance, you know, what it was going to do to his bottom line. I knew I needed, needed to give rewards, but I knew that I was not going to be in a position at the end of the day where uh, I had to go to the, my board of directors and say, guess what? We screwed up and we've got to stop the program. If I was going to have a loyalty program, I was going to have it forever. So uh, that's the way we approached it um, at the beginning. So it sounds like that study group was very informative for you to figure out exactly what you were looking for. Now that you've had the study group, what were the important factors for you in choosing the loyalty provider that you were going to have for your forever loyalty program? Well, the first thing that I wanted to be sure is that I had a concept of the loyalty program that I wanted to have. Immediately, I did not want something that was primarily discounting gas. In talking to people in my study group who had done that, uh, they really wished after the fact that they had not done that because uh, once you discount gasoline, everyone in your market has to compete with you, whether they have a loyalty program or not. So it doesn't really matter that you're the first one to market with the discount. I can do that today. I can discount uh, 10 cents today. It goes away because everybody up and down the street is going to take the opportunity to match me, realizing that I can't stay there. And so we just decided that wasn't really what we wanted. So we we decided what we did want and what we did want was so much better than just a gasoline discount. And we knew that the way to do that is inside the store. We were trying to develop a family atmosphere. We wanted to have our customers be a part of that, not just our employees and our management team, but everyone uh, that comes to our stores. We want them to be part of the family. I interviewed a number of companies, uh, no one had what we were looking for. It, I was literally at the point where I was about to give up. 
You interviewed many loyalty providers in your quest for the right fit for your business. What were some of the questions you asked in those interviews? How did you approach those meetings? You know, I wanted to find out if uh, they had the technology and the commitment to do what I wanted to do. Because as we were talking with loyalty providers, I kept hearing, we don't do that yet, or that's under development, or we can put that into development. But there was very little on my list of things that I wanted to do that that anybody was doing. The truth is that at the beginning of loyalty in the convenience store industry, it was all tied to gasoline. That's They thought that was a loyalty program. But it wasn't a sustainable loyalty program, and you really hadn't done much if all you did was lower the price of gasoline for your customer and then everybody up and down the street did the same thing. What did you accomplish? And so what what led you to finally choosing a loyalty provider? What was that process like in finally saying, yes, well, this is the company? I was, I was just lucky. <laughs> I was just lucky. I took a phone call. Uh, from Becky Birch uh, with Electrum Corporation. Uh, they set up an appointment to come and see me, and we began to talk about what I was interested in and what I was uh, looking for. And the interesting thing that happened in that meeting is I never heard the word no even one time. It was always, yes, we can do that. Yes, we have done that. Yes, we will do that. Yes, that's in development and should be out shortly. Uh, the only time that they even came close was, well, we don't do that yet, but we'll, we'll put that into development immediately. It was that type of stark difference with what I had been listening to in my search that uh, caused me to realize that uh, Electrum Corporation was the company that I could do business with and, and get this done uh, in the way that I wanted to get it done. So at this point, you had known big competition was imminently coming into your market, and, and you had done the great research and found an Electrum, the right loyalty program for your needs, and it's implemented. Were you and your board members satisfied with the results of the loyalty program? We really were. I, I had a great board, and they really understand investing for a return. And that was the great thing. We could always show that the investment was minimal compared to the return that we got for it. In our second year, after we were uh, competing with over 50 of these new stores, we had a 10% sales increase that year. We literally were back on track with what we would have done if we had never been attacked, if we had never faced all this new competition. So. You know, we we were so satisfied, and I'm telling you, a reward program, a loyalty program, is a money making program, and that's why we did it, and and uh, we understood it early, and we we absolutely got what we paid for. Wow, yeah. Well, this all occurred in 2007, so I'm just wondering. You know, so much has obviously changed in the convenience store industry, particularly with technology, and, and you have added a mobile app and so many other things to the program since then. I'm curious, what do you think retailers should be prioritizing in loyalty right now in 2021? What are some of the next trends you predict for our industry? 
Well, Allie, as you know, the world is changing rather fast. We're fixing to start home delivery, and while there's a charge for home delivery, uh, we feel like that we've got to add rewards uh, for uh, using our home delivery services. And uh, so we want to, to keep rewards in everything that we do going forward. Uh, gasoline will become less and less the centerpiece of convenience stores. I can see us potentially having a battery station where you change your battery in your car and it'll it'll work like you turn in a an LP gas tank right now for a for a new one that's full this would be the same thing just with electric batteries for cars i've read a lot about it i think it's going to be here within uh possibly within the next year um i'm not sure it'll be fully uh out there by then but i think there will be uh, key stations around the country that will be able to do it. And I hope that we're going to be at least one of them, you know, where we have uh, such great interstate locations. I can't predict everything that's coming up in the future. And I, if I could have, I'd, I wouldn't be doing the job I'm doing. I'd be making a lot of money doing other things possibly, but, uh, I do think I, I've got a, an idea about what's going to happen in the future, uh, for convenience stores. We're going to keep everything tied to rewards so that if we're swapping batteries, we want people to get a reward for swapping their batteries. And um, and I, I'm determined that we're going to be the very best at incorporating uh, rewards and building loyalty. We're excited about uh, adapting to whatever the future ha- holds for us. That's great. I really don't think it can be said better than than how you just said it. A great loyalty program adapts and evolves with the times, and and you and Hotspot are certainly a testament to ingenuity in the face of everything from competition to worldwide pandemics. So thank you. I always love hearing your insights. And I think that's where we are going to leave it today. So Dan, thank you so much for talking with me. It has been an absolute pleasure. Well, I enjoyed being here, and um, I thank you for your time as well. And thank you so much for joining us today with our very first episode. And we are looking forward to drilling down into even more detailed topics, such as trends to implement in 2021, tools for simple enrollment that also provide retailers actionable customer data, creating price strategies the big guys can't compete with, and so, so much more. You can also subscribe to get emails about upcoming episodes on our website, electrumloyalty.com, and you can follow us wherever you stream your podcasts. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next time.